All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the local podcast. Today we're hitting a milestone with the show. Today is episode 50. That's super exciting. I didn't think that this was going to actually catch legs and continue. I'm really happy that it did. Thank you guys for getting me to episode 50. Speaking of new and awesome things, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Brian Nicholas Jewelry. They are Westmoreland's best kept secret for all your jewelry needs, and they're located conveniently inside of the Pawn and Jewelry Exchange right in downtown Greensburg, right down the road. They're a husband and wife team, Brian and Ashley. They're there to bring your jewelry ideas to life and make the jewelry buying experience something that you won't soon forget. They're there to help you out with all of your jewelry repairs, engagement rings, just because gifts, or appraisal needs. On site, you have a master jeweler and a certified appraiser. You don't have to send those things out and then wait a couple days to hear things back. They're right there at your fingertips. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Brian Nicholas Jewelry, or you can just stop in and say hi at the Pond and Jewelry Exchange. There's convenient parking right there at the pawn shop. You won't have to go search for a parking spot. So uh, what are you guys waiting for? Get down there and check it out. This episode is also brought to you by Greensburg Video. If you and your company are in need of social media videos, web videos, broadcast TV commercials, anything that you can think of that has to do with photography or video, you can hit me up at greensburgvideo.com or gbgvideo.net. If you know me, you know my heart is local. And what I like to do is take that level of production from those big brands that I've worked with and bring it to the local market at local prices. Also, don't forget that you can advertise on this very podcast. If you're interested in that, reach out. All right. I want you guys to sit back and check out our newest episode with musician Nick Barilla. This is a micro podcast from the Courtyard Concert Series that we partnered with the Cultural Trust and the Palace Theater. Here we go. Welcome to the local 724 podcast in three, two, one. I'm Jordan Hauser. I run the uh, 724 the local 724 podcast. Um, we basically just try and shine a spotlight on local things, all all good and local things that are uh, happening around the area. Uh, if you want to find the local podcast, you can find that on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, or what now is called uh, Apple Podcast. So, and uh, if you do check us out on Instagram, you can check out um, Brandon Box, awesome photography and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that in the coming days. Yeah. So that'll be That's fun. Fine. That was mine. I was feeding back a little bit. Sorry. Oh. All right. So uh, tell me, Nick Barilla, how did this all get started, man? Can you tell me first if iTunes still exists? I think it does on my computer. It's like Apple Music, right? Something. Whatever money they're taking from artists goes to like the new <laughs> name. How did I get started? How'd you get started? Thanks for having me, number one. Yeah, dude. Um, sure. Thanks for being here. I guess I started playing saxophone in... Uh, Elementary school. I was young and uh, learned a lot of my theory that way. Went to Cal U for college. Cal who? And, uh, <laughs> and um, I, like, was really popular in high school, not trying to, like, toot my own horn, I guess. But, like, I was class president, drum major. Like, I had a lot of friends. There weren't really, like, cliques at my school. I went to Alderdice High School. And uh, when I got to college, it was completely different. It was, like, real life. And, um I didn't have very many friends at first. I, I left with a lot of friends, thankfully. But um, I, I played piano in the music hall every night and just fell in love with the instrument and songwriting. I wrote my first song there, my first songs there. Um, I would see people come through the college, you know, on the open mic night. And uh, 
I, I like had something to look up to to kind of do. And then fortunately enough, like a couple years after college, I got to tour colleges for a couple years and, uh, you know, tour the country with my original music. And uh, I met Dan Blake and started recording music. And uh, the Pirates played my music on TV. And, like, I, I thought that it was something that I could kind of, like, go after. So it, it kind of, you know, it's a lot of little moments. Like, my CD's called Moments, my, uh, my new CD. And, um, but it's a lot of moments to make the big moment, you know. And, uh, and I'm really fortunate to, to have been able to do some things uh, in my life with music and just have people to look up to. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is just having an impact on people's lives. So I hope that wasn't too long. It was oh, like my was life great. story in 30 That's seconds. Awesome. Okay. I have a follow-up. So you said you would, when you were a freshman in, at Cal U, you would sit in uh, like a public space and play the piano? No, it was like in a room. Oh, it was, okay, the it, piano I was room. almost like in a straight jacket, but with a piano and like four walls and like... <laughs> Like Gallagher Hall. No, it wasn't that bad. But it was just, you know, yeah. Um, and just really listened to a lot of John Legend at first and, like, Gavin DeGraw, The Fray, Billy Joel, Elton John, James Taylor, those guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, the first time that you uh, picked up your instrument, what, uh, what was running through your mind when you started literally, like, piecing things together and realizing yeah. what you could do with this instrument? I guess, like, at first... You just kind of write what comes out. Ed Sheeran did an interview once, and uh, he said, you know, songwriting's like a dirty faucet. You have to turn it a bunch of times to get the dirty water out, and then clean water starts coming out. And uh, I think at first, if you would hear what I wrote, it was really bad. Um, and, and I think that if anybody's trying to songwrite, like, I would encourage you to, like, write the bad stuff, even produce the bad stuff if you have to, but get it out, and then, like, you get a lot better at it. Um, and people help that, too. You know, like, I was... I was fortunately put on some big stages at a young age, but, like, I probably wasn't ready for those big stages, but it makes you, like, you know, want to be better. Um, so it, it kind of – it's one of those things where, like, when it, when it finally connects with an audience live, like, it's, it's like that's what I live for. I don't do this for money. I don't do this for fame. Like, if that stuff comes with it, like, people might have their own perceptions, but, like, that's it, – it's the love, and that's why any musician that's, like, doing it full-time or, like, doing it successfully is because they love it. I mean – I love that idea that you got on big stages early. I, it makes me think of like a goldfish. Like if you keep a goldfish in a small bowl, right. it stays small. But if you give a goldfish a lot of space, it gets big. Right. So I think that like maybe being on those spaces helped you like imagine and, and even write to that. Because like your songs have like a, a anthematic sort of feel and they, they fill those big spaces. So For sure. And I appreciate that. Well, there's this, there's this time when you're an artist where it becomes like um, you're at least for me because it's like I don't have a band name. It's your name and then your artistry. And then it's like, how do I merge these two? I'm representing myself doing everything. So if I like say the F word somewhere, you know, that's like me and my artistry. So it's never like at first I was trying to maybe be like people I looked up to. And I feel like my most authentic writings are in my, in my newest CD and my newest recordings, you know, um, about life. And just like as you get older, I think you grow and, and things like that. So. I mean, just as I've connected with people, like before these songs were even recorded, I was playing in rooms where nobody even knew me out in like Michigan and 300 people would be like silent. And then like people would come up to me after the show crying or something. And it's like, wow, music can have a big impact on people's lives. And like, you just want that, you know? So yeah, super fortunate for that. It's awesome. So with you playing these big stages at a young, you know, at the beginning of your career, yeah. what, uh, what did you do? How did you get past that fear? man, I was never like it. There was one time I think open mic nights helped me a lot. Like just to say that like stage fright was pretty much a thing for me in the beginning. But after I got past that, like singing in the bathroom stuff, like 
you, you get past it. And like, for me, it was just like, you know, there, there's definitely a drop off. You know, you're playing on a big stage one night, then the next night you're not playing in front of many people and, and it's kind of tough. But, um, but, but for me, that, the, the, the way to like connect with people just came through the experience, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, rephrase that question again. I guess I it was just something. how did how did you get past the fear of how did I get past it? Oh yeah, for sure. Big stages, I mean, big when, when you're when you're when you're like qualified to do something, you feel like you can do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't go play quarterback for the Steelers, but like if I had arm strength and like could throw to Juju Smith Schuster like a touchdown, I feel like I could do it until like JJ Watt hits me or something. <laughs> but I, I just feel like we people don't real. I, I see this a lot in younger musicians. And they ask me for advice or, like, people will ask me for advice, but, like, they don't know how good they are or, like, they they don't have the confidence. And I wish people had more confidence, not even just younger musicians, anybody just starting. Like, if you have the confidence to do something, just do it. Like, life is short. Like, Nike is my favorite thing. That's why I wear like, Nike all the time. Like, just do it. Right on, like, dude. just get it out there. You know what I mean? I mean, there's so many artists. Like, if Bill Gates or, like, Mark Zuckerberg never did it, like we wouldn't have Facebook or like Microsoft or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah. That's awesome. That actually answered my uh, next question, which was what uh, piece of advice would you give a less experienced artist? So there you go. Are you still recording? I am. Less experienced artist. Let's just say, uh, are you recording? Yeah. Let's yeah, just say like the, the advice I would give are, are like, don't get caught up in like the Instagram numbers and the Spotify numbers, like, like treat people right. You know what I mean? People like me for me before they like me for my music. And that's something that like, I think goes a long way. And I think that as an independent artist, which like 95% of the people doing music are independent artists, like you're building a, a tribe, you know, and be, be true to yourself, but also like, like, I say hi to every person that comes to one of my shows. I don't hide in the background. Like, my voice is done at the end of the night because, like, I've said hi to every person because they have, like, park, spent parking money, venue money. Like, they wanted to come see me that night. Like, it's, it's about people more than it is about music. And I, I say if you stick with that, like, it's a sales game too, right? Like, yeah. you're a salesman. Like, you, but, but you don't do it for that, right? Like, you do it to, to get to know people and uh, – yeah, just just don't don't worry about if your solo is not the best. Like most people don't know what notes you messed up. Like I have a podcast called The Naked Ear, and it's about like how people listen to music. Um, shameless plug, but uh, that's all good. Check out Nick's yeah, podcast, right? Cross promotion, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I I just think that like, yeah, if if we can if we can just make good music and make people happy, like that's it. That's 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 the power of music. Right on. Yeah, I like it. We're gonna go into a speed round, super fast. Oh gosh. I'm I'm keeping an eye on the guys back here. We're gonna we're gonna take up some time. Until okay. Done. Yeah. So, uh, super important question. We're gonna start with some uh, quick ones. This is called a speed round. Okay. Phone call or text? Text. I hate when people call me. They call me and I'm like, I'll call you back, and then they call me the next day. Please just text me. <laughs> uh, burgers or tacos? Oh man, I'm gonna say tacos. Heinz or Hunts? Okay, so I'm going to say Heinz, but Aldi has this organic ketchup that's really good. It's, it's or- pretty good. And I it tried. doesn't give me heartburn. I'm older now. Like, I'm almost 30. So, 
Um, it's Fuck. sweet. I went to Canada, man. <laughs> My bad. Heinz ketchup in Canada is sweeter. So Heinz, obviously, like Hunts is like at the dollar store. Heinz isn't going that low. Yeah. Like, all right, sorry. Morning person or night person? Oh, man. The musician in me is like a later person, but there's something to be said about the early morning hours when like none of the world is up yet and you can have time to yourself to like meditate and stuff. Is 37 old, yes or no? Age is a number. I worked in a nursing home. <laughs> I'm, thir- and- I'm 37. There's, there's, a, there's, there's residents in the nursing home that I worked at before I did music full-time who are 90 and like still go and play tennis and you know are on the internet and stuff. So um, I think after 25, everybody's like the same age until they can't walk or like do things for themselves anymore. I don't, I don't know. No, 37 is not old. You still have a good head of hair, go. man. So You're incredibly <laughs> calculated with your answer. Right? Sorry. It's I feel like nice. I have to, it's like, just the very good. I don't yeah. want people to get the wrong idea of nah, me or like what I'm saying. One more question. <laughs> Favorite pizza in Pittsburgh, ALO's Pizza? AL, in Squirrel Hill? Yes, ALO's. Yeah. yeah. Well. Okay, now, Isn't see, right she's a door? fan. But Isn't that right next door? This is where that fan relation. No, I'm joking. They're, they're like, <laughs> they're basically right next door, but uh, Minio's is a, okay, I guess. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. Jory's is like the winner in the contest they did last year, but Minio's is all right. ALO's nice. is the best, though. In general, Nick, yes or no? Just what? in general. No. No, he's going with no. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, easily. I'm not a yes man. I need See, I need, like, context before I can just say yes to something. Yeah. You need some, some basic reasoning. Yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. So let's uh, – do you think we're about ready to sound check here for these guys or – Just about one, yeah. one right, more question up. for Nick. One more question for Nick. Nick, what's something outside of music that inspires your music? Ooh, man. People, I mean, that's like the first thing that comes to love. I mean, silence inspires my music. I know that's kind of deep, but that's where you get your thoughts. When you're in writer's block, I mean, you get your your thoughts that way. So, yeah, silence probably. Silence and people. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Thanks a lot. Great job. And we're going to get set up for the next one. Very cool getting to talk to Nick Burley. He's a very talented guy. Uh, those micro podcasts that we made for the Courtyard Concert Series were so much fun. Um, I really, really enjoyed myself. As always, thank you to the crew that made all of this happen. Thanks to Adam Seifert for sitting shotgun with me the entire week. And Brandon Bach Media for taking all of the photos and the video. Um, very excited to see those things. Again, this episode of this podcast was brought to you by Brian Nicholas Jewelry. You guys should stop down there. It's right down here in Greensburg. They're right inside of the Pond and Jewelry Exchange. So it's definitely a little hidden gem inside of Greensburg. I mean, they're not your typical jewelry shop. There's no stuffiness. There's no intimidation or anything like that. They're really there to help you out. And the fact that they are a husband and wife team really makes it a welcoming atmosphere. As I said earlier, you have access to a master jeweler and a certified appraiser right there on site. They can do everything for you right there on site. So it's very cool. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, at Brian Nicholas Jewelry. And uh, you can even just stop in and say, hey, that's how loose the atmosphere is there. It's really cool. Just pop in, say, hey, ask some questions, and they'll tell you what's up. Go check them out. Also, you can find Nick Barilla on Instagram and Facebook. 
Really talented dude, like I said, so uh, check him out. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, episode 50. What a milestone. Thank you all. We'll see you next time.